Hey everybody and good morning Belfast. I'm George Frangoulis and I'm here with this segment we call Village Voices during which we chat with local leaders and luminaries. We have two, we have three lead luminaries, two leaders and one and three luminaries, I'm sorry. Uh, we have the folks who run Wild Grace Farm in Liberty and they are Alexandra and Francis Stewart and their son Theo. Hi, big guy. Yeah. You say hi. <laughs> well, thank you for coming aboard. Of course. And we, wanna, we want you to tell us what Wild Grace Farm is. Well, thank you for having us on. Um, Wild Grace Farm is a local cafe and farm store. Everything that we have in the store is local and we make everything in our cafe homemade every day. Mm -hmm. um, we have breakfast and lunch all day. Everything we do in the cafe, we source local ingredients. We have a baker that comes in very early every morning and she bakes all our fresh pastries first thing in the morning. And all the products that we carry in the store are from the great state of Maine. So when you're buying products from our store, you're not just supporting our farm, but you're also supporting other local farms. Well, that's, that's great. Now, it's a cafe, but it's, you also grow uh, f farm produce, and you have animals. And mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about the farm, too. Yeah, so um, our farm is 50 acres right across the street from Lake St. George State Park. On Route 3. On yeah. Route 3 yeah. in lovely Liberty. And we have our own farm that we grow mostly a kitchen garden. So a lot of the things we grow, we use in the cafe as ingredients. We have our own chickens and ducks that we use their eggs for our breakfast sandwiches and baked goods. And right now we're raising sheep and pigs and we process the lambs and the pigs in the fall and we sell the meat that we raise. We also cook with the meat that we raise. So when you get a pulled pork sandwich from us, it's our it's pork your, that it's we your piggy wig. Yeah, mm -hmm. I I used to grow uh, raise pigs once upon a time. Uh, they're they're voracious eaters and they grow fast, don't they? Yeah, and what's cool is that any food waste that we have from the cafe also gets repurposed to use as feed for the pigs. So we're trying to be as sustainable as possible. Yeah. And it, yeah. Them have, we reduce our food waste and they get fed and it's a win-win. I had asked you, <laughs> Alexandra, to, to shoot me some talking <laughs> points, which you did. Um, and one of the things you mentioned was you're located, as Francis said, in Liberty, which mm -hmm. is a has become a destination mm -hmm. of, its, of its own. Yeah, for sure. There, there's a lot of things going on in Liberty. I think a lot of people just assume it's this place that they pass through on your way from Augusta to Belfast. And um, over the recent years, there's been new additions and some old-time old favorites like uh, Liberty Tool and Liberty Graphics and John's yeah. Ice Cream. But now with the addition of us and Lake St. George Brewing Company right along Route 3 yeah. there um, and the State Park, you can really make a day of it. In your cafe, do you serve alcoholic beverages, beer, or anything like that? We don't serve right now. We have a license to sell um, off-site, so we have an off-premise okay. license. So you can okay. buy a bottle of wine, take it home, have it with your dinner. Um, but that's something we'd like to do in the future. What is it that attracted you to that location? Now, you're not from... You're not from here originally, no. are you? Where are you? Tell us where you're from. 
Um, I'm originally from Southern California, but we moved up here from Massachusetts. Francis is from Massachusetts. What part of Massachusetts are you from? I grew up in North Andover, Massachusetts. Okay. So like uh, suburbs north of Boston. I know where that is. Yep. And we, uh, we really enjoyed coming to Maine to go hiking and camping mm -hmm. and fishing. And a few years back, in 2017, we came up to Searsport Shores Campground okay. because Alexander wanted to go camping somewhere where we had a view of the ocean. So after a bunch of searching, we found that Searsport Shores had to be the place. So as we were coming up, we drove past the farm and we saw a small painted, spray painted plywood sign that said farm for sale. So really? it kind of piqued our interest. You know, we dropped a pin on our maps and yeah. we said, hey, you know, we'll check it out on the way back. So, you know, we had a wonderful weekend camping, and as we were coming back, we pulled into the property now and pulled up to the farm, and we saw that it was for sale, and we said, no way, this is too good to be true. This beautiful location, you know, right across from the lake. Yeah. Um, it had the fields and the horse barn and the farm and the house, and after uh, many months of pondering and kind of chewing it to the bone, we decided to sell our house in Massachusetts and move up here and start working the land. Well, it's a good thing you did it then because if you do, tried to do it now, the real estate market's a lot different. Yeah, that's for sure. for sure. Then. Yeah. yeah, you've got a beautiful spot. As I drive by, um, I'm an adjunct professor at uh, Thomas College in Waterville and I occasionally take Route 3. And I go by your place and I look up as I'm going towards Waterville and you're at the top and as I'm coming home, I look up the other way. Uh, so you must have a marvelous view from your home. We do have, have quite a great view. It's, it's really a special spot. But it spot. must be something in the wintertime to get down that drive. Um, no? I mean, <laughs> you must have a four-wheel drive. We do. We have, we have trucks and so good, good snow tires. Okay, for sure. so, so, so just a little background. You, you saw the farm for sale. You decided to buy it. And, and now you've got this uh, other enterprise going on, which is your cafe and farms, farm store. Yeah, so we kind of identified when, uh, when we were in the process of closing on the house, you know, we want to have a farm here and we want to make it our livelihood. We want to make it a business. And what can we do about that? And we kind of, you know, we realized that there was a need for a place like the one we have to be able to stop and get lunch and get farm fresh goods. You know, where we are, it's almost equidistant to travel into Belfast or to travel into Augusta. And we just saw an opportunity that it was something, you know, busy Route 3, one of the most traveled roads yeah. um, in the summertime that mm -hmm. we could um, take advantage of, of the location and, and do what we're doing. Mm -hmm. it's, it's been really interesting because it, it it's a major thoroughfare for people traveling up to uh, Bar Harbor, Acadia yes. area, so we get a ton of people who are traveling. I mean, pre-COVID, obviously, then a lot of people from internationally, and that was really, really cool to be able to share this little piece of, of Maine with people from all over the world. I remember when you were putting up your building, timber frame, I guess, mm -hmm. post and beam, and I, I saw the whole process, first the posts and the beams and then the outside of it all, and it was fascinating. I, didn't know what it was going to be at first. I thought it might have been a residence, but no, it turned into what you have now. What are your hours? So this year, we are seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. 
So we're trying to make ourselves available for people going to work, coming home from work, out and about. What do you do about a day like today when you two are here and you're not at your store? We have some very fabulous employees this year that, um, that are really, really great. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, we're very They're lucky to have, have the crew that we do. Um, we have some awesome people and uh, typically, you know, we haven't been able to leave the store at all the past few years. So this year it's a nice treat to be able to sure. get out and yeah. out into the world when the store's open. Yeah. yeah. What are, what are some of the favorite uh, items on the menu that, that you prepare and serve? I would definitely say our mango curry chicken salad panini is very popular and our meatball panini and um, something we added last year to the menu were our rice bowls which come with seasonal vegetables and protein option of your choice and that's been something that people have really enjoyed. and. Uh, yeah. What I, I know I'm going to sound uh, sexist, but uh, is it is the menu yours, Alexandra? Or um, no, you, it's definitely a collaboration between the two of us, oh, that's, for sure. Okay. Yeah, no, it's uh, we both enjoy yeah, we both enjoy cooking. Um, it's something we've gotten better at as home cooks over the years, and yeah, it's definitely a collaboration between the two of us, for sure. There's some recipes that are mine, some recipes that are uh -huh, his, and. Uh -huh. Yeah, that was one of the things um, when we first met that we really bonded over is that we both liked cooking and we found ourselves, you know, instead of going out on date nights, we have at-home date nights where we'd find new recipes that we found online or going somewhere else and we've always bonded over cooking. And um, gardening and we started and growing gardening. our own vegetables and that really uh -huh. got us even more into cooking because we were being able to... Does it, grow our own produce. Does, does it serve also as a sort of a farm stand where folks can come and buy produce? Yes, yeah, so we, so we have the cafe, but then we also source vegetables and fruit and dairy and eggs and fresh bread from local farms. And yeah, we have a small network of, of local farmers that we work with. Are you trying to steal the conversation? Yeah, we knew steal we the show. We don't have a problem with that. <laughs> this is a new thing where we've decided to try to talk over mommy. So. Yeah, Mr. Center of Attention. Um, yeah, so we, we do serve as a little marketplace for, yeah. for local farms. We work with a handful of, of farmers that are nearby us mm -hmm. in addition to ourselves and, and share their produce with okay. our community. And do you have customers who will come? Uh, every once in a while, how, how does that work when you have uh, some, is it kind of like a subscription service or um, community supported agriculture? Or? So we did do a CSA when we first opened our first year. Now okay. we just function at the market. So okay. people come in and do their grocery shopping. When they just, want to, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So I, I we always have produce available. Um, we get it in different times of the okay. week and everything comes in fresh. All right. Tell us what be. you grow in your own garden and your orchard. Um, so we do have an orchard that is getting established. We um, have apples that won't be ready for a while, but um, in our garden we grow tomatoes, kale, um, herbs, lettuce, yeah, peppers, eggplants, eggplant, peppers, things, all types of, of different things. seasonal squashes. You is know, it organic? It, we are not certified organic, but we farm with organic practices. Okay. Um, so everything we use, you know, we make most of our own compost and additives right on the farm okay. from our chicken and animal manure. 
Um, we source uh, local, you know, fish and seaweed fertilizer to go into the garden. Mm -hmm. And when we grow our own starters, we use organic potting soil and we get um, our seeds from Johnny's and Fedco. Uh. Yeah. Are you, you must be members of MOFCA. We are, are members of MOFCA. <laughs> yep. Will you be at the Common Ground Fair in the fall? I'm very excited to take this little guy to the Common Ground Fair this year. Yeah. You're just going to be spectators. You're not going to exhibit or have a booth. No, I, I don't think we're quite ready for that okay. level of, <laughs> of commitment. Or, yeah, but or whatever. Definitely in the future, it's something we've we've considered. People have asked us, so <laughs> it's a it's a big deal to be a booth there. So yeah, but in the future, yeah. definitely. Okay, okay. Um, your little guy. He's how old? He has eight months. And uh, is he your only child so he, far? He is. He is our first, first first little guy. Yeah. We're excited to to have him grow up around the animals that we've been raising. Well, yeah. And you know, he'll, he'll grow up. Do you have goats? Okay. We don't have goats yet. Uh, we have pigs, sheep, chickens, and ducks right now. When we had our farmstead back in the 70s and we had three kids, two boys, and their chore was to milk the goats before school and after school. And um, they hated it. They just could not stand it. Um, goats have a musky, some of them have a musky smell, and then get teased at school. Yeah. So he might, uh, well... He'll feed the chickens, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah, we're sure. looking Collect forward eggs. to having a little farm helper soon. He looks like he's he's almost ready to go. Yeah. yeah. His name is, all right, his, what is his name? Theodore, Theo for short, and he just started crawling, and he is getting oh. into everything, and so Well, he... our 10-month-old just started <laughs> to trot around on his hind legs. Yeah. He's into everything. Yeah. So we're waiting for him to get a little older and maybe start talking because he does a lot of what Theo does, just, you know, lets it all out. Yeah. And you know there's a lot going on upstairs. Oh, yeah. You know, you're just sure. looking at him. Yeah. So do you folks get a chance to get away in the summertime or you're stuck? You're stuck. Not really, no. no. <laughs> We're taking today, today and tomorrow off, so that's, oh, that's a big, good. That a big deal. That's good. <laughs> yeah, yesterday was actually our three-year wedding anniversary. So we'll be taking tomorrow off to go and celebrate. Well, yesterday was my wife and I, my 43rd wedding anniversary. Wow, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. We were married in the little village church of Freedom, Maine, back in, when was it, Chris? 1978. 78. Long time ago, it seems. So what did you do in Massachusetts, Francis? I was an electrician. Um, still am an electrician. Um, Did you have to re-electrify your farmhouse? I've done some work. Yeah? <laughs> yep. A lot of... Wired the store. Yeah, I wired the whole store. So okay, if, um, yeah, if you ever come in to visit the farm store, you'll see that we have these wonderful large chandeliers that were made out of antique wagon wheels that Alexandra and her dad found while they were out antiquing. Um, so I've, I've been in construction just about my whole life. Uh -huh. uh, my father's an electrician, my grandfather was a machinist, so I grew up working with my hands. Um, 
pretty much aside from the timber frame that we hired a uh, local company heritage timber rights to, okay. to build the frame all the work that was done inside we did ourselves um, we built the shelves we built we... yep all the shelves all the countertops the cabinets um, I wired the whole building um, and if you look in the store all of the um, all of the braces and some of the beams are live edge wood so when we cut the trees down to put the foundation in for the store we were lucky enough to make friends with the company that did the timber frame and I was able to bring a lot of hardwoods over to their shop and I actually milled them up the summer that we were building the store and I was able to incorporate them into the frame so anything that's live edge inside the store I was the one that stripped all the bark off I milled it up on a small Thomas bandsaw mill and we're able to get some extra material to build a lot of our countertops and our shelves too. Was there much you had to do to uh, your farm, your old farmhouse? How and how was it living in that in the wintertime? Well, we um, do you heat it with wood, or we, we do heat it. We with heat wood. it with yeah. wood. Um, so we have a wood stove that supplies all our heat. All the wood that we burn comes right off the farm. Um, it's like any old farmhouse that was built in 1805. It's a little breezy yeah. on the cold days, but we managed to get the wood stove really cranking and keep it nice and warm. And especially for this little guy, it'll be nice and toasty. Um, a lot of the work in our house was done by the previous owners. Um, a lot of the stuff we've had to do has been mostly aesthetics. You know, I changed a few of the plumbing fixtures. I changed a lot of light fixtures. Yeah. Um, I rewired most of the plugs and switches with him in mind, trying to make them childproof. And we did quite a lot of painting. So the first, uh, the first year we bought the house, we were still living in Massachusetts and we were traveling back and forth on the weekends. You know, we both had our full-time jobs and I always tell folks it was kind of interesting. The first few weekends where it was really cold in the winter, we'd set up an air mattress in front of the wood stove and get camp the wood out. stove cranking and we'd camp out and yeah. during the day we'd paint and sheetrock and at night we'd huddle up by the fire. Uh, I experienced some, a similar situation but this was many years ago back in the 70s. Do you miss California Alexandra? I do not. You don't. <laughs> um, it's funny people ask me this all the time. Um, I grew up in New England and then moved to California when I was 10 and then came back out to the East Coast for college. And I, so I've always felt- Where'd you go to college? I went to Wheaton College in yeah. Massachusetts, okay. in Norton, Massachusetts. Yeah. And um, I've always felt like New England was my home. Mm -hmm. um, I love California, um, but knew I wasn't meant to live there uh, full time. So I, like, I enjoy visiting, but um, this, so is this, definitely, is this is so definitely Maine my is home. With, both, with all three of you. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, we've only got a couple of minutes left. We have one minute left, according to my director. Uh, what do you have any last th thoughts you'd like to share with our viewers? Come on down to, yeah. to Wild Grace Farm. Yeah, we'll make you a mean cup of coffee and <laughs> bake good and lunch. And it's just a great place. What's to... a mean cup of coffee? Oh, I meant, I said mean, a mean a cup mean of coffee. A mean cup of coffee. <laughs> Not a trying to brag, I mean, but I think we've got the best <laughs> cup of coffee around. Um, we okay. get our coffee from a guy named JT and Morrill. His company is Blue Street Coffee. Okay. And he's a wonderful guy who decided that he couldn't find a good cup of coffee anywhere around. 
So he decided to go down to Mexico, find a place where he could import coffee beans, roast them and sell himself, and then he sells them to local shops all around. So if you're ever in the area, stop by Wild Grace Farm. We have wonderful yes. breakfast and lunch. We have fresh bread that's delivered every week, fresh produce that's delivered twice a week, and we have a very nice place to visit. Well, that's an invitation I hope nobody can refuse. So folks, please go and visit these folks at Wild Grace Farm in Liberty on Route 3, opposite the Lake St. George State Park, and you'll have a wonderful experience. And if you're lucky enough to meet the owners, um, and I'm sure that Francis will give you a tour of the building and maybe even the farmhouse and show you all of the work he's done. So thank you both for being here, Francis and Alexander. Thank you so much for thank having us. And Theo, good to have <laughs> you here. Bye. Thanks folks for watching. Oh!